Oh my god, I have something that I really want to open the episode with, actually. Yeah. Um, Casey and Kat, like, marathon listened to all of our episodes today, and it became a marathon because 20 minutes into the first episode, it made them so horny that they started fucking. And then they were fucking, like, nonstop listening to our episodes, laughing hysterically. And I was like, this is literally, like, the dream. This like, is how our podcast is meant to be like yeah yeah so we're gonna have to open up with that because that really just like lesson for all listeners like this is how to well let's open it up right now welcome to mind the game Not opening it up. Let's open it up. We'll start there. We'll We'll start there. That's our cold open. Cold open. (laughs) But welcome back. So today we have a fun little treat. We're going to be talking about sex and music. Oh, you're the only one with the outline. Okay, we're just going to really go. We're just just going to wing it. We're just going to go for it today, ladies and gentlemen. It's Pride Weekend. It is Pride Weekend. Not that we like, we don't usually like to timestamp our episodes. We like them to exist in, you know, a a black hole of a void, if you will. Um, But it is Pride Weekend. I have not slept. I'm arguably still rolling. And uh, we're just diving in i accidentally didn't go out last night (laughs) because my excelsior pass wasn't working and they checked it last night so i couldn't get into the club and then i came home and my roommate was just high as fuck watching elite and i guess one thing led to another and those queer sex scenes are crazy in elite and And you had your own go you had a it's like you had like a voyeuristic going out moment if you will yeah but tonight kinky is gonna be the night tonight's gonna be the night tonight's a key ladies and gentlemen it is gonna be so fun and we can't wait to report back on it but we do want to start with a special shout out to my roommates kat and casey who oh are we literally oh i get it wow girl i just said we're gonna start with the cold open oh cold open i get it now i see i didn't even understand what that phrase meant anyways we're just gonna get right into it With sex and music, do we like it? Why don't we like it? Or do we? Like we well, the answer isn't the question there. We don't like it. I don't like it. I, I don't either. I don't you know, granted, I wouldn't mind maybe some ambient jazz in the background. Like this one time when well, as we dive into the worst songs you've ever had sex to, I have this cocktail hour playlist that's all just like fun jazz. And like 1960s ambient music or whatever. I can't think of anything less sexy than a cocktail hour. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> like, a few cocktails in. Okay, um, but that, okay, that's cocktail hours. <laughs> cocktail hours. <laughs> that's cocktail binge drinking. That's yeah, cocktail days. We start in the living room. We're playing music. We go into my room. The music is still playing. It's nice. It's hot. It's heavy. This is the guy who, while he was topping me, was able to bend over and suck my dick at the exact same time while he was topping it. How tall was he? That's an incredible question. I want to say like five. It's either like eight. five ten or six five. Oh, wow. He's not that tall. Oh. Maybe he's five ten. Five eight, five ten. Is he missing ribs? I want to miss my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yes. <laughs> Me too. I would love to get a rib removed. Let us know in the say. comments, how many ribs do you have? How many ribs do you have? Let's add up all the ribs of all of our listeners. But so we're fucking, it's amazing. I'm losing my mind. All of a sudden, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Spanish Flea starts playing. Not that. Am I allowed to like... Don't sue us if that's any sort of copyright, please. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, honey, your voice isn't that good. Oh, no. <laughs> they won't be able to, like, auto-scan the tune. <laughs> I sang for five years. I used to be a phenomenal singer. I was once such a good singer that during a drama club musical audition... Everyone was so flabbergasted that the first thing out of my teacher's mouth was, you sounded so straight. (laughs) See, I had the literal opposite experience where um, I used to love singing and I sang in choir in elementary school and I always had the solo. And then in fifth grade, I had a solo, murdered it. My dad like meets me as I come off the stage, like really proud father, like, you know, puts his arm around me. And this woman comes up to me and goes, your daughter has an amazing voice. (laughs) 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 And like, I don't even think either of us said anything. Like, I think we literally just stood there until she was like, okay well bye and just and saunters off and I was so mortified like I don't think I ever sang again (laughs) my first foray into being a chanteuse was in the fourth grade (laughs) was in the fourth grade Mr. Wiener's class Wiesner Wiesner whatever (laughs) (laughs) both bad and we were doing karaoke and I sang breakaway like the little faggot I was and I sang the whole thing in falsetto and literally <laughs> everyone in the school found out and everyone said that's when the whole school knew I was gay. <laughs> and that's when the bullying like really picked up. We just simply hate when everyone knows before us. But Reese, what was the worst song you've ever had sex to? Um, this is, I, we, I, I was racking my brain about this. This is really hard. Um, cause you've had sex to so much bad music. I've had sex to so much bad music. I do remember once having car sex and I was hooking up with a guy who was indignant that we listened to Ed Sheeran <laughs> exclusively. And I was just like, I thought like, you know, I thought it was exclusively like heterosexual preteen women with bad taste who liked Ed Sheeran like to be a gay man entertaining Ed Sheeran is a whole other level of like aesthetic and like aesthetic ugliness yes yeah yeah it sure is (laughs) Reese just said if you listen to Ed Sheeran you're ugly that is true I stand by that (laughs) you are a monument to ugliness I think other than Spanish Flea because I like Spanish Flea the worst song I've ever had sex to or probably the most embarrassing one is lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to I just what like I wouldn't even know how to fuck to that and this is like why I don't like listening to to music because it's like such a just like first of all I find myself fucking to the BPM which is already weird and mechanical that is weird but but (laughs) but also it's like I'm so verbal in the bedroom, so mm-hmm. incredibly verbal that like that experience is so paramount to the sex that I'm having that music is and is like a distraction. And frankly, I think like I find people who put music on when I'm having sex with them tend to be people who seem maybe insecure or uncomfortable in the bedroom and then use it as kind of like a crutch because it's like you can kind of go into 
like autopilot and like tune into something else that's not the sex that you're having. The second I hear Ariana Grande go, yeah, I lose my erection. I just lose it. Like, I can't focus when that happens. I know, and it's like, you are one bad song away from being flaccid. And everyone has the audacity to be like, I have the best sex playlist. I haven't said of Bob Marley? (laughs) I'm proud to say I haven't said that since I was 19. Oh, thank fucking God. And saying that now, um, we're going to curate the best sex playlist. We are, we are going to publish the sex playlist alongside this episode. And we, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Like all said and done, wildly embarrassing, super cringe, but also kill the cringe police in your head. Kill the cringe police in your head and embrace the cringe in your heart. Um, I want to talk about, Reese wrote this down, Diffmo. Dance floor, y'all, Jeep does not know what Diffmo is. I don't. And like, I'm going to do an Instagram poll. Like, do you know what Diffmo stands for? D-F-M-O. Dance floor, make out. Like, come on. I thought that was like totally, whatever. Point being, I will say... That while I don't like having sex to music, like actual intercourse, I love dancing and making out and being sexual to music. I think there's it's different being sexual, grinding, dancing, making out, what have you, versus like the actual sort of intercourse. What are we going to nickname the guy you're seeing right now for the pod? I don't know. His name is already almost a nickname. We're calling him Texas. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. So he's tactic. literally he's literally gonna know. <laughs> um last night Reese was diff mowing the verb with Texas <laughs> last night. Talk the about noun. That. Um it was amazing, especially because when I like as I think I was telling you, when I sort of surfaced for air after a like hot bout of making out with him, I locked eyes with the like dude who's most emotionally abused me in this city and it was just a glorious karmic moment. I was like, I am living not only like my fullest best life right now, but in the face of somebody who has just like actually been an asshole to me. And it was amazing. My first, was it my first Diffmo? I think my first Diffmo was 2017. Wow. That's such a good question. What was my first Diffmo? And my first Diffmo was at House of Yes. I was, it was my like, my part of my like first year into expressing my gender and like wearing makeup and wigs and everything and like figuring out my transness um i was wearing a gray wig with black roots from amazon and a dare t-shirt cat ears and like red eyeshadow i looked insane it was for a jungle themed party at house of guests and i'm on the dance floor and this insanely hot Italian guy comes up to me and we're dancing we're flirting I'm not tucked and I'm wearing (laughs) I was so sure you were gonna say I'm not cut (laughs) and I was like okay no it's I'm Jewish I am um we I'm untucked I because I didn't I didn't know really how to tuck back then I really discovered tucking panties and I'm wearing like these tiny tight shorts and he's grinding on me so I'm like when I turned to my friend I was like do you think he knows I'm trans and like she turned to me and she's like sweetie like everyone here knows you're trans oh no (laughs) that's rude that's not rude but like 
It's not not rude. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, Anyways, but so I have, like, there's bulge happening. Right, like, right, right. I'm clocky as fuck because I don't know how to do makeup. Not my, clocky. My wig is a mess. Like, I'm like, this isn't a surprise to anyone. <laughs> and so the guy and I start making out. We start making out. And, like, I didn't know, like, a trans woman doesn't have to disclose when if she's trans, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have to do that. Right. And like when she does choose to do that, she can do it on her own time. Mm -hmm. And rule of thumb, try to do it in public in a safe space so that, you know, hopefully nothing goes south. Cause like this went south and we were making out for like 45 minutes. It was so great. It was so hot. Then his friend came over, looked at me, looked at him, looked back at me, and then whispered something to him in his ear. And then he goes, sorry, I can't do this. And then walked away. And I texted him. <gasps> oh, my God. I was like, hey, where'd you go? He's like, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth? And I was like, well, I don't... I'm like, what did I say? I was something like, like I'm a woman, but I don't have a vagina. Fine, and you guessed it. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed it, I'm gay. Um... <laughs> I said, I don't have a vagina. And then he was like, I can't do this. And then I you saw just him, did. I saw him buying a girl a drink at the bar while I was at the bar. And he came up to me and he tried to push me. Oh, no, none of that. He tried oh, to I'm shove sorry. me. And like people got in front of him. The House of Yes staff kicked him out. It was crazy. Oh, wait, that's scary. But then. Oh, no. We're all, we're all like, oh, my God, that was crazy. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that was so much. I'm sitting in the, um, we're sitting in the smoking area outside. These two hot, tall French guys flank me on either side. And we're just chit-chatting, bumming a cigarette. And I'm like, I just had this crazy experience. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, you're beautiful. You don't need him. Like, don't you don't need him. him. And then... Jobsessed. They were both started like flirting with me, and then this guy was like, "Well, I'm not gay, but like I find you beautiful." And I was like, "Well, like I am a woman, so." And then his friend was like, "I'm a little gay." (laughs) (laughs) And then they were both telling me how big their penises were, and I'm like, "I'm literally about to get spit roasted. I'm about to get Eiffel towered in America." Okay, but did you? No, because my friend and I, girls, friends first. I'm so No, loyal. I'm sorry. This is why I'm a, I, okay, sure, friends first. But like, this is also why I'm a huge advocate of going out alone. Because I am like, the, the number one way to get cock blocked is to go out with somebody else. Well, then, hold on, this night keeps going. She was really, she was having a really bad trip. Took care of her. We ended up getting it. We do the Uber to stop. I drop her off. We're on my way back home. The Uber driver and I are flirting and like chit-chatting, having a nice time. We stop in front of my apartment and we're still talking. And then he turns to me. He's so hot. Turns to me and he's like, so can I get your number or something? And I was like, do you want to make out? And he was like, sure. And so we started making out. Oh, love that. You're kind of, you're like weirdly good at this. <laughs> Jeep then, has a long-standing streak of hooking up with Uber drivers specifically. This was the first one. Oh my God. The one that started zero. it all. Not ground zero. No, no, patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> the twin towers of making out in an Uber. <laughs> this was my 9-11. <laughs> I'm at patient zero. Um, Contagion. <laughs> so, 
I'm like, do you want to just hop in the back seat? And so we're in the back seat. It's getting super hot and heavy. I'm going down on him. And he's like, I said to him, I was like, oh, like, by the way, like, I'm trans. He goes, I know. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone seems to just be clocking me left and right. And so... This happened to me recently at a party. I told someone who, like, he was talking about how he's never been the trans girl. And I was like, well, you know, I'm trans. He's like, I know. And I'm Wait, like, Wait, I'm right. sorry. Like, small aside, like, does that bother you? I don't know. Because I'm, I'm very proud that I'm, like, I'm not cis-passing. And that's fine. Like, women don't need to look, like, natal. Like, they don't, like, I don't need to be cis. I'm a woman no matter what I look like. Right. If I'm wearing makeup, regardless. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. But at the same time, I'm like, when a cis person says that to me, uh, I'm like, uh, there's a little something off here. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so, back at the ranch. What was I talking about? Um, you're hooking up with the Uber driver. Hook he says, I know. So I invite, so he, I invite him back upstairs. We're back in my room. I'm literally like holding down my Amazon wig <laughs> not an Amazon wig. Railing me against the wall. You're like you're like mad that people are like, I know. Meanwhile, you're wearing like a $15 wig from <laughs> Amazon. Like, oh my God. Excuse me, it was $40. Okay. I remember. All right. Well, talk to me when you hit triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> and then um afterwards, this is like this is like my first experience like having Uber driver sex and having sex as like a woman. I've had neither of those experiences. <laughs> I was curious. I was like, oh, do you like date trans women? And he goes, yeah, I love she males. <gasps> no, 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 no. And I was Nothing like, like King Kong, Godzilla, and she males. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, so you mean trans women? And then he goes, I watch a lot of she male porn. No, no, like, no. no. <laughs> Why? Why are you just murdering the moment? Murdering the moment. I'm like, this was so close to being like, we saved the evening. And now I'm like, what? Oh, God damn it. And I'm like, and then he said, and then he was like, I go down Broadway and like pick up, um, she male sex workers, the she male sex workers on the street. And I'm just like, I'm really thankful we used a condom and you need to leave. Oh my God. Um, my, my first dance floor makeout. Okay, the thing is, it feels like a cop out because it was definitely in terms of like being a as a, a queer man. It was like with my first boyfriend, mm-hmm. and so I think the first time I danced floor, yeah, okay, the first time I had a dance floor makeout with somebody who I like met at a club or like sort of in that fashion was actually a result of I'm going out with Audrey and some friends, and I'm like. I was 21 at the time, and I had actually had the realization that I hadn't danced floor made out with anybody since my first boyfriend. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm 21. That was when I was, like, 19. Like, what are we doing? Um, And so I go out, and I'm like, Audrey, I need you to just push me. Like, every time I say, like, that dude's attractive or, like, whatever, you just need to really, like, encourage me to, like, go, like, try to talk to him, try to dance with him, whatever. So we go to this ratty little dance club in Philadelphia called the Dolphin Tavern. Um... Shout out to my girls who know what the Dolphin Tavern is. That place is a fucking testament to time itself. Is it like a queer or gay bar? <clears throat> it's definitely queer leaning, nice. super queer leaning, um, but not like expressly so. Um, 
And so we get there and I see this guy and I'm like, he's kind of cute. And Audrey's like, that's a good warm up. He's like super approachable. He's not that hot. I go up to him. I'm like, hey, do you want to dance? He flat out's like, no. I was like, oh, not that. Like, Absolutely I, not. Like, literally, and like this guy was a six and a soft six at that. Like I was just really trying to like, you know, get the gears going. Mm-hmm. Boom. Immediately demoralized. And I'm like, whatever. So I'm like pouting, like dancing, like trying to just like get drunk or whatever. And I lock eyes with single handedly the hottest guy in the bar. Um, and he starts like inching his way toward me. And I'm so like put off by the previous interaction I had that I'm just like, like there's no way he's like actually like trying to dance with me. Like, like this is easily the person I'm most attracted to in this space. Like that's not happening. That's not happening. And I'm like literally talking myself out of it as it like starts happening. So boom, we start dancing together and making out, having a great time. He just whisks me away, like introduces me to his friends. Like we, I spend the rest of the night with him. It was amazing. Um, and we're and the club closes and he's like, do you want to come home with me? I'm like only like five blocks away. So I'm like, sure. So we walk, we peel off with like six of his friends, three of whom immediately after two blocks, like, okay, we're this way. Bye guys. Have a good night. And so then it's just me, him and one of his other friends. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anything. Like I'm just here for the ride. The three of us get back to his place And I'm like, okay, weird, but whatever. Like, we can just chill, smoke weed, do whatever. Um, And we all sit down in the living room, and his friend is like, does does anybody want water? I'm going to run into the kitchen and get some water. And I was like, oh, I'd love a glass. And so as soon as he disappears, the guy who brought me home starts making out with me. As he should. Right, as he should. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, like, this is what's going to happen. He's going to, like, he's going to kick his friend out in a few minutes, and then we're going to go to Pound Town, and it's going to be, all's going to be swell. First class tickets. (laughs) So his friend comes back in the room and I'm like, okay, this is like kind of rude because we're still kissing. So I go to like, I gently sort of just like push him off of me and he like grabs me and pulls me in and like kisses me harder. And I'm like, oh, that's kinky. You're really just like telling him to go. You're like, dude, get out. Like I got business to attend to. Like that's so fucking hot. Uh Uh-huh. And so then the dude sits right next to me and I'm like, all right, this is just unacceptable now. Like you can't be making out with me when your friend just literally like comes into the room and like sits on the couch with us. So I like slog him off of me, like fall back. And as I do, the two of them start making out above me. And I, I'm like, <gasps> like audibly gasp. I li- like, I was so clueless. I was having my first threesome. I was like, ah, and like, like it was crazy. It literally never occurred to me. I love how oblivious you were in that moment. Like, like literally till it was just like terminal velocity, like no going back, like just absolutely didn't know. And like the other guy was super hot, but like it, so it turned out like we, so we hook up, it happens and it was amazing. And I'm like, all right, is someone going to explain to me how I kind of like got duped into fucking both of you? And they're like, oh, like we're dating. We've been together for four years. This is just what John does. He's better at picking up men. So I let him put in the work. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. And it was like, also like a crazy thing to say, because this guy was like, I mean, granted, I was more attracted to John, but I think it was like a product of the fact that he had like, you know, hit on me and like kind of been the one to demonstrate interest and like danced with me, right? Like his partner, what uh, Bailey was his name, was just, you know, like, chilling in the corner watching it all happen it was kind of like it's kind of like voyeuristic but like and like super hot we'll talk about it after um but 
my, can I, can, I know this isn't about music, but can I tell you about my first three-way? Yeah, obviously. Okay, my first three-way was so much fun. <laughs> Giorgio, if you're listening, I miss ya. Um, <laughs> there was, when I was living in Venice, Italy, I met this Italian guy named Giorgio. He was an architect, ex-swimmer, swept me off my feet and obliterated my whole like absolutely like we had like the craziest kinkiest like fun sex and like he had this giant wall of mirrors and like it was just so electric and so he was like oh um one of my coworkers, i sometimes like play with like would you be interested in a threesome and i'm like absolutely and that week i probably had fucked a different guy every single day for like four days straight no country like italy for consecutive days of whole obliteration like, I literally had to say at brunch, like, I need to give my hold a break because I have a threesome plan. Just need to bring Saturday. a bag of frozen peas to brunch next time, baby. And just sit on it. Yeah, literally. Um, and so, get to the apartment. <laughs> Giorgio and Nicola, we're all hanging out. We all start making out. It's super hot. Then all of a sudden, Nicola brings you to the kitchen, throws everything everything off the counter sweeps it off slams it down on the counter and then all of a sudden Giorgio goes wait be careful I like this one ah! I tell you I felt like a princess not that twink fantasy <laughs> and they both were just like so hot had great papers and it was just <laughs> such a wonderful evening and then after we had this like explosive fun three-way we like moved all over the kitchen all over the living room all over the beanbag after nicola left then giorgio and i cuddled on the couch watched a tlc special about conjoined twins (laughs) talked about life the next day we had morning sex for two hours just Could like, you even clench afterward? No. Yeah. Um, okay. That's not the point. <laughs> Maybe this is why I have Crohn's disease. Um, so Trauma-induced Crohn's. Takes me to his favorite breakfast spot. I show up. I was studying abroad, and I showed up to class three hours late. Oh my god! It was a ten-hour printmaking studio, <laughs> and my teacher was like, "Jeep, where were you?" And I told him. I said, "Grayson, first name basis. Grayson, art school." Um, I hate you. <laughs> I just had the best morning sex of my life. And Grayson high-fived me and said, bruh, that's awesome. And every Not bruh. (laughs) Bruh, that's awesome. And every single bitch in the program fucking hated me because I was the only one getting dicked out. And they were all like, we're going to meet Italian men and have a fantasy trip. And I was the only one having it. Okay. Daily. There is like an inordinate number of people who study abroad under the fantasy of like they're gonna get dicked down and then do absolutely nothing to make do it happen. Nothing. Do like, nothing. Out. Like yes, girls, give me nothing. Anyway, off topic. Um, back on topic. Back on topic. Back to music. Orchestra versus band. Oh my god, I'm so glad we're doing this one. Okay, first of all, regardless of your answer, I think band people are having more sex. Oh, one thousand percent. I fully believe that. And it's that. gross for sure, but like. This well, one people time in that band camp. People in what? People in orchestra are fucking eunuchs, as far as I'm concerned. Do you not know this one time at band camp? She, I mean, what? Put a you flute finish? in her pussy. She put a flute. No, I did not know that. Right. I, I literally only knew the like one time at band camp, but I kind of thought that's that was it. I thought it just ended there. Closeted. I'm just reading a note. Closeted trans conductor Reese 
My orchestra. Oh, <laughs> that was your note. You're that the one. You're convinced your orchestra conductor was trans. And I want her to come out. <laughs> I'm convinced, and I want to stand. I want to stand. Jeep, Jeep's whole point about this was like she wasn't butch. She was a man, and I loved it. And, and I we loved did. It. I, and loved, I loved her part. womanhood. And I there's something. It. There's something queer about being an orchestra conductor. It's not that she was trans. It's more so that she was absolutely a top. <laughs> she was absolutely a top, and I want more of that. <laughs> more top conductors. Um, I had sex with the head of. Um, he's not any. I don't know where he went. I tried looking it up on the the faculty website. But he used to be one of the heads of the band department at U Pitt. And he was so sweet. He was so nice. And I knew like half of his students. And he was like, you can't you tell can't. him we did this. <laughs> you can't, full stop. <laughs> I think he was the only professor I've had sex with. I don't think I've ever had sex with I have had sex with a professor, but not one who was like at an institution where at a time when I would have known anybody there. And I think we have to say this, that... Piccolo is probably the faggiest. No, it's clarinet. I can't articulate why, but it really is. I mean, I will say this to your point. Both my gay siblings both played the clarinet. (laughs) I don't know a heterosexual who plays the clarinet. I played the cello. Or if they do, they like got married at like 19. Ew. Yeah. But I played the cello for 10 years didn't really do anything I played me. the bassoon which in literally you played the bassoon for a very long time and very seriously which in god fucking forbid in literally every other language is faggot really it's literally or like okay it's pronounced like faggot but like it's it, it's so it's or, the french version of faggot right or like in italian it's fagotto like it's literally it's faggot it's I faggot i played an instrument called the faggot how nuanced and only at a time in my life when i thought i was heterosexual the minute i came out i like dumped that okay we want to kind of wrap this up with queer music stan culture we can't talk about music without that yeah we really can't are we still gonna try to do our lightning round we can try. We can try. I think it's going to go really poorly, but like, are we just deciding like, yes, we stand. No, we don't. Let's just dive into bad queer artists. Let's yeah. Just start with Let's Halsey. just start with the bad ones. Let's just start with the bad ones. Halsey. Halsey. Literally the worst queer representation we could have ever had. Like, now, why? Because she's just, it's just she bad. Just she just is. What do you mean? Like, cause it's like her outfits are terrible, but they're not even camp. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know how, like I have a love hate relationship with camp, but I can at least respect it. You know what I mean? She like, Oh God. I, uh, she it's like the fucking emo girl for tweeting about nine 11. Wasn't she like investigated? Yeah, she said so. Not you harping on someone getting canceled over nine eleven on this episode. Because, because she accidentally tweeted a terrible nine eleven joke about the Pitchfork office, and she had no idea the Pitchfork office Pitchfork said- a negative review of her album, and she had no idea the Pitchfork office was at the World Trade Center, and she said something like, "What was it?" What could she oh, possibly can the, said? Can the basement that they run Pitchfork out of just collapse already? Okay. That seems like a stretch for that to be a, a 9-11 tweet, but okay. No, you know what? She why she sucks? She's like those like seventh grade emo girls who wore exclusively plaid and black. Like, 
metastasizing in a cancerous way until they reach adulthood. It's just like disgusting. Like, I'm sorry. She's awful. Reese, but, would you like to explain metastasizing to our viewers? No. <laughs> we had a really serious discussion about being pedantic on our podcast. You know what? I'm sorry. In this case, www.google.com, ladies and gentlemen. Like, <laughs> fucking write it down. Secondly... Um, my queen, Demi Lovato. No, like, I'm sorry. I just can't st- help but think of that, like, horrendous photo of her. Speaking of things them, that were, like, them. them. Right, right, sorry. At the time, to- them. Um, that horrible photo of them where, speaking of metastasizing and looking cancerous, like, they, you, you know the photo I'm talking oh, about, poop. right? Yeah, poop, That was thank photoshopped. You. No, was it really? Did you not know that's not real? Wow, that's really upsetting. I know. They're I really just thought that was like, you know, the wrong angle at the wrong time. Because like that happens to the best of us. Like it's not, it's no pass on their being attractive or not. It's just, I can't help but think of that photo every time they're mentioned. Where's the think piece on how that photo single-handedly tanked her career? Single-handedly tanked her career. That being said, come on, her music's not that good. All right. What's that song where it's like hot for the summer? I mean, I don't know because everything she writes is so forgettable. There's no recall. But they are. They, sorry. Let's just let's just say this now. We apologize for misgendering Demi Lovato. Sorry, yeah. It's actually I actually did not know until you brought this up that they had come up. Yeah, they're not binary now. I knew they were queer, but I figured it was bisexuality. It's a mix of both. Okay, cool. Um, but they. I'm gonna say it. They're an amazing singer, and you can't deny that. I won't deny that. I do think they have the raw talent. I just think the actual, the musicality of what they publish is bad. And they've become very cringe. I they've become so cringe. One of my favorite trans favorite favorite <laughs> trans model activists went on like an Instagram story rant about how much she hated Demi Lovato <laughs> and how Demi Lovato is just queer baiting at this point. Oh yikes! Which is a hot take, and it's like, is it a hot take that I can make? No, no. Ah. Only because, as someone who's bipolar. Demi Lovato is the representation for my community, and I have to support her as much with them as much as I can. They make it so hard. They make it so hard. We have <laughs> Kanye West, we have Demi Lovato, we have Catherine Zeta Jones. Didn't know that one. Catherine Zeta Jones. Now that's my queen. That's a, that's better representation. That's much better. Kick Demi to the fucking curb. <laughs> I first found out Demi Lovato was bipolar because. They were the cover star of Bipolar Magazine one year. No! <laughs> when they came out. No. And coming out Bipolar. That's like that meme of like Animorphs where it's like a human becoming a clown. <clears throat> now, how do we think about Troy Sivan? What do we think about Troy Sivan? I hate. I want that twink obliterated. I want that twink obliterated. Troy Sivan does not write good music, is not that attractive, and literally rides on being a twink his nobility literally yeah Yeah. everyone looks at him thinking they're fucking a virgin and i was open-minded to troy sivon back in like 2017 when he was still coming onto the scene Mm -hmm. and one of my like super gay friends who i accidentally once saw his grinder and his dick takes a hard left turn really shocked me um Nothing wrong with that, but, like, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He insisted, after we showed him the beauty and artistry of Solange's music videos, Mm. had the audacity to say, 
I have music videos that are in comparison to this. No. And showed us this music video trilogy of Troy Sivan where like, it was like Troy Sivan, like the only one I remember is the last one where he was like hitting on this guy at his father's funeral. See, this is like, this is the thing with Troy Sivan. His entire career is built on the backs of low standard tops who just want anyone with a bare asshole. Period. That's Period. the take we're gonna sell. That's, that's the, take the take I'm that selling. Makes sense. <laughs> literally, literally, because like tops. This is the thing that also sucks. Tops really are driving the pop music culture in the gay community. That's uh, not true. I was gonna say, on what grounds are you basing? No, this I'm sorry. On? Well, who are? Well, yeah, bottoms are actually really putting in the work. But the bot, but bottoms are okay. Bottoms are uplifting the quality artists. Tops are the ones keeping the bad artists in the mix. You know what? I feel like tops like Halsey. They de- definitely tops like Halsey. Do Halsey tops is for like tops. Peck? I feel like Orville Peck is really appealing to a verse crowd, which is probably why I have such a boner for him. Everyone, welcome home, my roommate Allison. Hi, Allison. <laughs> Happening live. Happening live. Um, who else is there? I mean, Kim Petrus is my queen. Kim Petrus is a queen. Kim, Kim Petrus is a queen. queen. Kim Petrus is probably up there as one of like my favorite, and I think objectively one of the best and better queer artists out there. Absolutely, I totally agree. Because like she's actually making good pop music, has an incredible voice, great story, and is just like staying in her lane. That's all true. Wait, but circling back to Orville Peck for a second, you don't really like Orville Peck, do you? I've tried listening to some of his music. It's just not my cup of tea. Is it just because you don't like country or like... Because this is like really surprising to me. I kind of thought... I mean, my relationship with Orville Peck borders on obsessive. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, But I found his... He's pretty... uh, He's pretty contentious. Like, some people really don't like him, which I kind of thought... I didn't know that. Well, I mean, as like an... Or in terms of his music, I, I don't think he's done a single thing problematic, at least in the public eye. But granted, even though I worked in the music industry at a pretty high up record label, like I feel like I have no say in what music is good or bad, considering mm-hmm. my music tastes. Yeah, because like I don't care if music is objectively good or bad. I'm gonna listen to it if I like it. So yeah. I'm gonna binge K-pop mm-hmm. for what the past. 10, 15 years of my life. <laughs> if you want a really good K-pop playlist, we hit don't. the comments. <laughs> Nobody. The comments, I've got one for you. I, the comments are going to be empty. <laughs> um, no, I think my thing with Orville Peck is simply he's occupying. It's really just great to see like a queer artist producing authentically country music, especially because like that style of music comes from, you know, like a background and a history that I think actually has a lot of overlap with queer history, especially queer history as it exists outside of somewhere like New York City. And how do you feel about Lil Nas X and Trixie Mattel? Um, I like Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel and Orville Peck did that one song together. The name is escaping me. It's amazing. Um, I don't like Lil Nas X. I'm sorry. Why not? I think it's like, it's fun, but I think it's, you're going to hate this. I think he's just, I think his music is just being uplifted because of the political moment, not because it's actually that good. I mean, Old Town Road like that was a great song okay but Montero Monsanto whatever the fuck it's called (laughs) Montero's not bad it's you're right it's not bad it's not great and is Lil Nas X like a musician or a meme star like how does he identify how does he identify or is he just like a vague artist (laughs) is your gender celebrity or 
a music celebrity or a meme celebrity? I want to know. Because, <laughs> like, isn't that how Little Nas X started, which is being, like, a hot Twitter personality? Oh, that's beyond me. But I do believe it, because their Twitter is poppin'. Poppin', so hot. I prefer their Twitter to their music, I will say. Um... How we doing? I think we're we're here. We're here. We made it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jeep and I have a lot of drugs to consume in the next four hours, so we're gonna hop off and pop off. Thank legal you. Legal drugs. Legal legal drugs. <laughs> Only legal drugs. Only legal drugs. Lots of Advil. Lots of Advil. And I'm pissed because my dress didn't arrive in time, so I'm kind of fucked for an outfit. We're gonna workshop. Yeah, we're gonna hop off, pop off, pop off, hop off. Workshop. All right. I hope you're all listening to this, <laughs> recovering from your amazing Pride weekends. And if you didn't do anything for Pride because you're straight, then... Mm. <laughs> all right. Good night, everyone. I'm Reese. I'm Jeep. And this has been Mind the Gate. Bye. Bye.